And we are now live here on the Podbean app. I am Patrick with me as always. Danny Danger and uh, Eric will be joining us shortly. Uh, yes, uh, he did say he would be running late due to the triple eviction match or something he was watching. Loser yes, leaves uh, town, something like that. It's uh, well, they, they live the Big Brother house, Danny, and not the town. Yeah, they got they, they got to get uh, as as us Big Brother fans call it, they become jury members. They go to yeah. that Big Brother jury, <laughs> the um, big house in the sky. Of the sky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, no, all... I, I I am not trying to make you quit this podcast, Danny, but I need to ask, um, Eric, Eric. Did you think Danny was going to be number three at the door? Yeah. I think it's dumb, but I knew it was happening. Yeah. Nicole is a former winner. You don't leave a former winner in the house. But you know what? Time, no, I, no. You know who you're living there? The two biggest threats right now Memphis winning three HOHs uh, and a POV. And then you yeah. get, look, the biggest to me, the biggest danger. Sorry, danger. No pun intended. Uh-huh. It's yeah, Enzo. It, yeah. it's Enzo in the final two. Enzo is friends with everybody. He plays a great yep. social game. Nobody in the jury house has a bad thing to say about Enzo. He has no blood on his hands. He got out Janelle, the biggest player, the best player in that house this season, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah. She, yeah, he the, did get Janelle out. So, the to thing me, is, is, if you do have Nicole sitting in that final two chair at the end of the season, you know you've automatically won, though, because nobody's going to vote for a repeat winner. Yeah. I mean, there's a 50-50 chance, but it's much – I mean, there's a chance they could say, hey, a winner got all the way to the finals. There's a, there's a, there's a thing she can say, but, yeah, I'm with you. It, it's less likely to get her, her. But, I mean, yeah, you, you do not want Enzo or Memphis in there. I think either one gets there. They'll likely win. Big brother. hundred percent. Look, when Enzo, I mean, not Enzo, when, when Memphis is in head of household, you don't even know he's in the house. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so crazy because every time that you have a HOH, you talk strategy, but then freaking um, nobody knows what Memphis is doing. And, and that's kind of why I don't like him. But at the same time, his game is so smart. That it's just. Oh. Why would you tell anybody what you're gonna do? I, I don't like him because he's an a hole, but. You know. Well, yeah, he's also an asshole. But yeah, all right. But like Danny said to us in a private chat, this is not uh, the offense of Big Brother. It is offense of wrestling, and here we are to talk about wrestling. And why? Why did we kick it off with well? Um, with what would have, you know would have been an ending to our podcast and this let's talk about uh, Clash of Champions, which happened uh, only uh, four days ago, live on the WWE Network, and uh, you know we, we had our predictions uh, and we yes. talked about them, and you know we did not expect COVID to. Uh, make a uh, inter- outside interference here with some of these, um, but if anything, we got to say this: Oscar was in the main on the main show and not on the pre-show. That's Silver lining, true. that's good for her. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's a silver lining right there, if, if I've ever seen one. Yeah, that's definitely the, anyway. definitely the positive for her yeah. is seeing her there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get started with your pre-show match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Cesaro and Shusuke Nakamura defeat the Lucha House Party to retain the championships. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I think we pretty much all picked the the champions to retain in that match. And, you know, it was a fun starter. You know, like you'd expect, the Lucha House Party is kind of always brings a little excitement with their their lucha moves and uh, the crowd, you know, likes chanting lucha, 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 and that kind of thing. But Cesaro and, and Nakamura are, are the uh, tag champs for a reason. Because, well, I'm not going to say they're the best tag team, but I mean, well, not necessarily, really... but they're like the yeah. top one right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I just meant like I'm not going to say that. I was about to say they're the best tag team in wrestling right now, but they're not really a tag team. They just kind of threw them together. But whatever. Um, Love yeah. Cesaro, love Shinsuke, wish they would do more as singles, but, you know, Cesaro pre-WWE was a tag specialist, uh, and in WWE he's a tag specialist, so I guess we're just going to keep Cesaro as a tag specialist. I mean, you know, he is a king of pro wrestling when it comes to tag team wrestling. Yeah, he is. He definitely is. And I, I don't know. I love it. Uh, it's great. Um, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. It's unexpected, uh, not, not unexpected. It was expected. Uh, cool. And yeah, I think you know this Cesaro and Shinsuke pairing at first, like every tag team uh, in WWE that Cesaro's been in has looked odd and weird at first. But guess what? Mm-hmm. They, they find a way to make it through and make it something. And before you know it, they're tag team champions, and they're, you know, they they, they are on top. It's just how, how it goes, you know. Will <laughs> Cesaro ever get that push that people wanted? I'm sorry, people. If you haven't noticed, he has been getting pushed and pushed and pushed. It's just tag team division, but hey, he's been constantly on your televisions, you know, or streaming services yeah. or whatever you use. So. So here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Which one of his thrown together tag teams is your favorite? Kidzaro, the bar, uh, or whatever they're calling this right now? I like the bar just personally because the, to me they they seem more like an old school tag team, two big dudes who just goes and went in there and rough people up. You know, um, and that's something I've always kind of appreciated is just two, uh, you know a good bruiser tag team. And I thought they were a good bruiser tag team rather than just sloppy, lazy. Um, and I've always been a big Seamus fan as well. So I definitely, it was an odd pairing initially, but yet again, they made it into something and they made it work for, for a long time. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, the bar by far, I think that uh, with kid, it was very short lived. Yeah. Uh, but it was yeah. very exciting. Uh, but I think, you know, you look at how long Cesar and Seamus were together. Like, I, mean, I mean, it was like two, three years at most. But I mean, these days, that's considered long. Um, but it, to me, I feel like, yeah, that was very successful. And, you know, seeing how, you know, I just looked at the League of Nations and I feared that this would be just that. You know, another joke 
team. And when, when Sheamus and Sosa work together, so the fact that they rose above that and, you know, not just became the bar, but they set the bar. Um, it was a whole thing that just, they, they took what they gave him and they made it work fantabulously. So, yeah. But, yeah, the, the kid one really looked special, how they were put together. And then, um, so, yeah, you know, who knows? Um, but, yeah, the bar by far. Okay. I was just curious. How about you? Uh, I actually have to go with the bar as well. Uh, it actually made me like Seamus. Um, wasn't too big of a Seamus fan beforehand. Um, the My only real memory of Seamus that mattered to me was seeing him cash in on Roman at Summer Sl- or Survivor Series 12. Um, that was the only time I think I've ever cheered for Seamus in my entire life before the bar. But yeah, um, I-, I think him and Cesaro had a great chemistry and they worked phenomenally with you know either the Usos or New Day or whoever they paired them up against. They were just, they were a great tag team. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is how they're looking like they want to split up the Lucha House Party. It's, they, they can never keep any Latinos together for long. Well, no, it's like I think they want to, you know, in order to have a Lucha division, in order to have kind of Lucha matches, you can't have all the guys teaming together all the time. <laughs> you got to have them against each other sometimes. So, you know, if you want kind of that Lucha Libre match, you know, and you want to draw in the Latino demographic showing you have lucha stuff. Look, look, look! We have back, we have Latinos on our roster, mm-hmm. and they fight. You know, they fight in a lucha style. So come watch us. I mean, if you're telling you know. me that they're at least trying to build a roster of super estrellas again to uh, be seen live in Univision on Saturday mornings, I'm all for that. I mean, man, I mean, you never know. You never know. Twenty twenty is a wild year. I mean, I mean got a hey, point, though, because they're already trying to split the Mysterios up, and if they've been on TV, what, five minutes? Well, sure, but, I mean, we we got to wait and find out who the real daddy is. Then, then, then they can break up fully. Well, we know who Dominic's real dad is. Yeah, but we're talking about Leah's dad or mom or whoever the not parent is. We can't keep Leah track. apparently wants to call daddy. Well, you know. Anyway, you that one brought it up, not I. <laughs> um, where were we? Clash of Champions. That's right. Clash of Champions. Okay, back yes. So on the main, so we start the main show with the longest match of the night. If you can't believe this, um, if you told me in 2020 that Sami Zayn and Jeff Hardy uh, would be in the in the same ring as AJ Styles in the longest match of the night. Uh, in a match where you had, uh, you know, these other big names that, you know, this man so much loves to, uh, uh, you, you know, just love and do everything he, whatever he does, salivates for. Uh, yeah, I would have said, nah, it ain't happening. But you know what? 2020 has been that kind of year. And here we are with the triple threat ladder match uh, to determine the real championship and to my biggest surprise Sami Zayn is your one and true 
champion, tech, uh, Intercontinental champion. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, pull all the stops. Called it. But no, y'all all were on Team Jeff Hardy. There's no way Hardy's going to lose this match. Well, the real and true Intercontinental champion comes out on top. Sami Zayn, my man, the liberator of the WWE, gets his titles back. And it was a phenomenal night. I mean, it was a hell of a match. There was a lot of wild stuff we saw in there. I mean, including Jeff Hardy getting his gauges once again used against him. <laughs> getting it like oh, yeah. a ladder handcuffed to it. That I mean, that in itself probably had to hurt really bad. Like, like that's even it with the small ladder. That's still probably twenty twenty five pounds. Yeah, if not more. Yeah, I mean, that was a wild spot. I mean, that was even worse than when Randy stuck the screwdriver in there and was twisting it around and stuff. Like, that's that's wild stuff. Um, And it's just uh, gone. It kind of went from there, didn't it? We saw a lot of wild stuff in there. And that's the problem. That's it's the problem, but it's also a positive because every time we uh, we see. A ladder match, the bar has to. They always try to raise the bar and do something new and exciting that we've never seen in a ladder match before. Yeah, and it's a good thing and it's exciting for the fans, but it also kind of makes it even more dangerous for the people involved because they're constantly trying to have to create, um, you know, new and interesting spots involving a ladder that hasn't been done before in the countless ladder matches we've now had in WWE. And then um, it just know, gets to the point like, what can you do next? Yeah, yeah. You keep having to top what you did and top what you did and top what you did. You know? Crazy. I, I did not expect to love this much Smash as I did. Uh, I thought, okay, they're just giving you another ladder match. And I feel like many times they just do a ladder match for whatever reason. And, uh, yeah, just for a ladder match's sake, yeah. But no, this one's actually good. And for as long as it went, I was like, I did not hate this. I really did not. I was yeah, like, there I, wasn't a lot. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying that there was, I think you were going to, at least there wasn't a lot of like true down boring time that I was like, okay, can we get it yep. over with? That's exactly uh, what I was going to say. And that's great when you can have a long match that makes you feel that way. Yeah, I'm all for it. And uh, I also didn't expect Zayn to win. I mean, like, you know, Zayn's very outspoken uh, about things sometimes, and which is totally his right to voice his opinion about things going on in the world and, you know, not wanting to show up to work during COVID, even though it was okay. Everybody was told it's okay, you know, depending on who you were, that looked, that was frowned upon. And, but no, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's new England champion. And I actually like it because this Zemi Zane really, you, you got, you have plenty of baby faces that can definitely go after that Intercontinental championship. And Sami Zane is just a great person that talks a lot of crap. So, I also believe we're going to see the transition of Hardy and AJ Styles to Monday Night Raw. Hmm. 
Well, we are getting the draft coming up soon, as it was announced, um, you know, recently that the draft would be returning. So yeah. maybe they go to Monday nights through the draft. Yeah. Need to shake things up. See who's going to be. Yeah. I mean, you got to think Roman's going to stay in big Fox, but then again. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see what a full season without COVID have, it looks like. Uh, next, you get your uh, Raw Women's Championship. Oscar defeats Selena Vega by submission. I like the way she, uh, you know, uh, turned out, you know, ro- you know, the roll up or whatever kind of pin. Uh, Vega was trying to do an Oscar and then uh, reversed that into the Oscar log to uh, retain the championship in uh, seven minutes. Yeah, that was, uh, that was cool. I mean, that's about as long as you would expect Zelina Vega to have. I mean, Zelina Vega is more of a manager in WWE, so she's not seen as a as a high level threat. You know, anybody can happen. Anybody can pick somebody's brain and find find a hole in their game. But you wouldn't expect her to be in there for 10, 15, 20 minutes against Asuka yet. She hasn't been built up as such. Um, so, you know, even seven minutes, I mean, Zelina looked good. But, uh, but yeah, seven minutes was all it took for Asuka to beat her. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I actually thought Zelina put on a really good showing. Um, I think we all pretty much expected Asuka to, you know, Asuka her. And she did. Um, yeah, I'm actually very interested to see if they if they keep Zelina more as an active competitor now, or what they're planning to do with her. Um, but yeah, Oscar wins. The world still spins, and I'm happy about it. Not impossible. I mean, she did get a rematch the next night on Monday Night Raw, and you know she's broken up. Uh, with the uh, other Latinos, I don't even think they had a name. And of Sanjari course, and Garza. Yeah, now, now that we know uh, Garza is injured, you know, who knows? I mean, what's going to happen with all that? Uh, but yeah. Uh, then uh, next time, Bobby Lashley defeats Apollo Cruz to retain the U.S. Championship. No one was surprised about that, I think. Uh, yeah, so. Bobby showed the Polo Cruise. I mean, yeah, it was an interesting. I mean, I, I like Polo Cruise as a wrestler. I just feel like he's he misses something. He lack he lacks he lacks a lot of the charisma that we usually get in American wrestlers. And in in Japan, where he became a star, his his wrestling and his look helped him stand out enough that he could be a star when you don't need to, to have mic skills and these kind of things that, you know, that you do in the, in the United States. And that's one of the things that Apollo's kind of had against him most of his career with WWE is just difficulty connecting with the people because he just kind of, he lacks that charisma that so, so many others have that, you know, guys get that they succeed. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. But, I mean, he is, he is a fantastic wrestler, and I enjoy watching him wrestle. But, yeah, I have a hard time sometimes connecting with, with his matches. No pun intended, but I do believe that MVP has been the MVP of uh, WWE pandemic. Um, He literally has turned what Cedric, uh, Shelton, uh, Apollo, uh, 
Bobby and even like to a lesser extent Ricochet into like believable like competitors again. Like Shelton wasn't doing anything but running after the twenty four seven title before uh, MVP, and then was Cedric even on TV? And then Lashley he was, was rest- a- Cedric was like wrestling on main event on the yeah. on a weekly basis. And then we don't even want to go into the Lashley storyline because that was awful yeah. and I want to erase yeah. it from my entire memory. Um, but I legitimately, the hurt business has been like one of my favorite things about Monday night raw since it's come about and kudos to MVP. The man's got a good mind for wrestling. Well, we don't know how much of, of it is his mind. You know, I don't think he's, no, he said it was storylines. He said that this group was his idea. Oh, okay. But you never know. Well, I mean, ideas are out there like farts, but it's all about Vince McMahon loving and being solo on the idea. That you is know, true. That is true. You can have as many ideas, but the men's got to love it otherwise. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, look, we talked, you know, time and time again, MVP turned a one time appearance. On uh, at the Royal Rumble into a long term contract with the league. You know, who knew that was going to happen? But in 2020, I guess, yeah, you got to, you got you know, for you to get a a, a full time, long term contract, you know, right after, you know, they had to let so many people go, you know, props. Props to the man. But yeah, so next up, hey, the Street Profits defeat Andrade and Garza to retain the Royal Tag Team Championships. Uh, Garza gets injured. Andrade kind of gets pinned, but he kicks out. The referee doesn't see it. Looks like this could lead to a rematch, but well, I don't think that's happening. I don't know. Did that look? Did that look like there was an actual finish, or did it seem like they were trying to like? Rush ended because Garza had gotten hurt. Uh, it looked rushed to me, honestly. Um, it, it just the whole the whole ending looked sloppy, and from those four, I wouldn't expect sloppiness. Um, so yeah, I just I think they were just trying to rush it. I mean, it was. You know, we knew it, we thought it was going to be an exciting match, but yeah, it it did feel like it was kind of cut short a little bit. Um, like that maybe we're gonna have a little bit more time and do a little more, but but kind of had to take it home. Definitely, it just just a shame. It, it, it you, never, you never want. It's a shame. You never want anybody to get injured, especially somebody with a young and promising career like like Angel Garza. But um, you know, hopefully, it's something that he can recover from quickly and and get back out there. For sure. Um. Yeah. And uh, hey, I mean. Mr. F- Mr. Flair Jr. or whatever we're calling him these days, I think he'll be all right. He will survive. Um, uh, El hijo de Rick Flair, we can call him. How about that? <laughs> Actually, don't call him that. Was right. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess soon they're still engaged, right? They could technically still break up. Um, yeah, they're still engaged. But uh, yeah. All right. So as a treat, of course, we get. Bailey defending her women's championship against Oscar. Bailey was definitely not ready for Oscar this evening. 
Um, but yeah, Oscar defeats Bailey by disqualification and out comes Sasha Banks with a neck brace on, mm-hmm. like old school, like the big old school hard shell neck brace. Yep. Look, this, this we're getting this old school storyline here, man. For a second, I thought, what if they put the two belts on her again? It's like reset. Let's do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could. We are almost there. Like you said, almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have liked it to have Oscar on both shows, but I, I, I feel like the whole entire summer has been revolved around Oscar and Bailey and Sasha and Bailey. Sasha. Yeah. Yeah. It has. It has essentially. And then you and, throw Nikki in for her 16 title matches, too. But... Yeah. Yeah. So all of us predicted this match wrong because none of us saw this one coming. Because <laughs> none of us, yeah. none of us yeah. saw that it was going to be a different match than, than what it actually was. Yeah. Did anybody have we COVID in the, uh, the office pool? The, no. The pool. <laughs> we, we, nobody realized COVID was going to be making a, uh, an appearance. An appearance. Yeah. yeah. COVID got its retribution. Know. You know, didn't know COVID was advertised, you know? Yeah. You know, you know hard substance change, brother. That's it. Hey, that basic is it. man would always swerve us, you know? It's like he's always said, anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Yep. So, Including COVID. Yeah. Well, uh, what else happened then? Okay. Uh, Drew McIntyre. And the Big Show, and Ric Flair, and Shawn Michaels, and uh, Christian defeated Randy Orton uh, in an ambulance match for Drew to retain the WWE Championship. Took Drew McIntyre and a half dozen retired wrestlers. I was really expecting Edge to show up, too, at this point. Well, he's still really injured, for real, recovering from I, well, Sean was technically man, never man. injured. He no sold the shit out of that punt. Well, yeah, because he's Sean Michaels. Yeah, he's Sean. Come on, yeah, he's just a second. Oh, he only sell. He only sells for for Hulk Hogan. Okay. Well, not even. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. God, that was a fun, not fun match. Yeah. Uh, but no, he only sells for Playgirl. There you go. Uh, But yeah, uh, it was interesting how they get. See, I I wouldn't, they wouldn't have seen all this coming, you know, because, you know, you have McIntyre, this big, bad, maybe not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Evil, but that's like a a person who's like strong and doesn't need any help. Big, tough guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to get revenge on Randy Orton, what he's been doing all this time. And, well, you know, it was slightly different, and I appreciated that. And you know, with you know, you would need you're gonna get some type of gimmicky thing with the um, uh, the ambulance match. But my favorite part was Ric Flair in the driver's seat driving the ambulance. That was that got me there. I thought that was funny. I'm just shocked he didn't cry. Yeah, well, who knows? First time we've seen Ric Flair on TV without tears, and I don't know how long. Or his well, daughter. He usually only yeah. cries when his daughter is there. So, yeah. Well, he cried when Batista beat him up too. I could see it. Well, you know that was family. <laughs> that that was like a son of him. You know, I mean, for all he know, I mean, 
Rachel are still questioning who, what, wh- whatever young male he meets could possibly be his actual son. Well, man. So, you, you never know. Is this true? I mean, who knows how many children he actually does have? He knows how many he legally knows from the women, but man, you know, Space Mountain was working all the way through COVID, I think. They just shut down. They say so. Longest ride, longest ride. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can't confirm, by the way. That line is super long at Space Mountain. It it is. It is definitely a long line. And uh, I waited like three and a half hours, and it pissed me off. (laughs) Well, and then and then you touched his penis. You know, that's what Space Mountain is, right? It's his penis. Then I rode Space Mountain. Oh goodness! I even moved through it. Oh goodness! Well, you know, sometimes you wonder things. Uh, I guess, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just got an Epcot Center for the breaks. Huh? That that that's the only reason somebody an adult goes to, uh, to to Epcot Center where Space Mountain is, you know. Because you know you get to go around the different countries and have the different type of drinks. Anyways, yeah, fun match, the ambulance match, uh, which led us to the Roman Reigns pounding Invitational. Let's talk about this match. Oh, speaking of Space Mountain and Ric Flair, um, uh, yeah, Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, at. TKO is what they, they they called it. The uh, mm-hmm. finish. It's pretty much a ref stoppage. Yeah. 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 Uh, I haven't seen the the white towel come out since uh, since uh, Helen Hart used it on uh, Bret Hart back in Survivor Series 1994. Well, it was used in TNA, but you don't watch TNA. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, TNA used it a few times. They threw it in for Daniels, and then yeah. got a towel. I've seen it happen in the WWE F since. There you go. Survivor Series nineteen ninety four. Is that better? I'm trying to think. I don't think I have either. I, I don't. Yeah, no. So it it was fun. It was interesting. I wonder how they were gonna do the match. Um, you know, I only know it was Jay because Wikipedia tells me so. Uh, but Jay so has short Jimmy... hair now. So is Jimmy injured? Is that the whole thing? Jimmy's injured yes. and out for a Jimmy while. Jimmy tore his okay. ACL. Oh, that hurts. I mean, not uh, me. Yeah. He tore it. He tore it in the match where um, I think he tore it at WrestleMania when they uh. Lost a new day. Okay, mm. so it's been a while then. So he's been yeah. here a long time. Okay. So he, if it was in April, May, June, July, August, this is about a six month. So theoretically, he could be coming back soon. Yeah this this is the early part of the time take because with torn ACLs, since it's I've like done six it four to times, nine months or something. Six yeah. to nine months. Yeah. We we can talk about ACLs in a little bit. Yeah, I can tell you all about the ACL surgery process if you would like. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I enjoyed the 
total domination by uh, Roman Reigns here. Uh, I mean, he sold a little bit for his cousin, um, but it was pretty much the Roman Reigns show. And, man, I said this last week. I think I've said it many times. But man, I love heel Roman Reigns. They should have done it sooner, but maybe it wouldn't have worked without uh, without Heyman. And because I think Heyman enhances the acting skills of the big dog. To me, Roman Reigns, one of the things about Roman Reigns is he didn't look believable to me. And to an extent, I think because he's attached to a great performer like Paul Heyman, I think it helps him a lot. So kudos to whoever came up with that. I am 100% on board with this uh, chief of Roman Reigns or whatever he wants to call himself. This, I I watched this, the end of this match in awe because I honestly had no idea what was going to happen because, you know, Reigns is like, I'm going to beat your ass until you say I'm the chief. And then, like, he just continues to beat Jay. And then Jimmy runs out with the towel, ready to throw it in. And Jay's like, man, forget this man. No, no, don't throw it in. And then, like, you can just see the struggle on Jimmy's face. And then he throws it in and gets in. And uh, it was just so, it was so great. I have genuinely not been connected to a moment in wrestling like that in a while. But as, like... Jay or as Jimmy is like holding Jay and Roman is standing over him getting the lay all of that like I had goosebumps and I never thought I would be on board with a shieldless Roman Reigns but my god 2020 here we are I mean it was it was about as one-sided a fight as you get in professional wrestling that doesn't end in under two minutes um it just kept going and he just kept beating on him and beating on him. And Jay, even, you know, even in the strong defeat, I think Jay looked good just because he was, um, fighting back so hard and, you know, trying to persevere and keep going and keep going, even though he was getting just, just getting his ass handed to him. But, um, you know, it was, it was good. It was, it was, it was a different type of match than what we're normally used to. And I like that. I, I'm yeah. the old Roman Reigns is where it, we've been asking for it, but like you said, Patrick, who knows if it would have been this good without either a Paul Heyman or B with this pandemic right now, honestly, maybe it was best for him to turn heel with no fans there because they couldn't either. Cause if you know, we've been calling for it for three years for him to turn heel and do something they could have cheered it, and then it would have ended right there because then he's not even a heel anymore. Now, like, just like the turn with Becky. Like, Becky was supposed to end up being a heel, but she ended up being the, like, most over baby face in the company at the time. So, like, well, the fans could have ruined it. Man. Becky is the man. Maybe well, yeah. Becky's going to challenge Roman for the title when she comes back. Who knows? Maybe. I'd put my money on Becky. Look... If you had to pick one person to become the first ever woman man, like like who won the male title, it would be. Yeah, 
I mean, it, I would say Becky just be based on her popularity and stuff, but as far as having her be believable against a guy like Roman or somebody like that, I don't, it, it would be a little bit more difficult just because I don't, I haven't seen her in as many intergender matches, you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I, she, I think the fans would definitely embrace it. Especially yeah. if she were to defeat somebody who, who wasn't some huge hulking guy, you know, somebody who's more of the, the chicken shit heel type variety. Like if Miz was champion, she could defeat or, Miz yeah. because Miz is a smaller guy. So it's not that, you know, like he punches her one time and she should be unconscious. You know, he's yeah. going to try to trick and cheat his way to beat her. So she could just outsmart, outsmart him and, you know, and, and right. kind of win it that way. And I mean, we've had a woman's intercontinental champion before, so it's not for yeah. Yeah, for a woman, a different, to different, the, different kind uh, of woman, though. Yeah, I mean that that was that was a big, powerful woman, so you'd believe that she could get in there and hit it just as hard as the guys. Yeah, I mean, she was she bigger than like some of them. She was bigger than quite a lot of the guys, you know. She honestly. was. Um, in better shape. Yep. Yeah, in better shape than a lot of them too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, speaking of shape, uh, I like the shape of the show, and I like the. The overall show, so I'm going with an A minus. A minus. Hmm. Yeah. Don't know if I'd go that high. I'd go like a B, maybe B plus ish, just because it had some good stuff, but it wasn't. I don't, you know, not a whole lot. I would, I would go back and watch again. Like I don't know if I'm going to go back and watch Roman and Jay again, just because I don't know if it would have that same kind of feeling as it did the first time when it was just so unexpected. Um, yeah. Um, honestly, I'm with you, Patrick. I, I'm gonna give it an A minus. I thought it was a great show, but the ladder match. Sorry, somebody just tried to video call me. Um, mm. the ladder match, Thanks. and then um, yeah, I know, right? Romans bit, and then just I just enjoyed it. And I haven't said that about a WWE pay-per-view in quite some time. Yeah. I mean, it's also the was this the first pay-per-view in the Thunderdome or was it the second one? I can't remember. Was SummerSlam in the Thunderdome? Yeah, I think SummerSlam was in the Dome. Yeah, I don't think this is the first one in the Dome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, first show, first and then show. And we had payback the week after uh, SummerSlam. Uh, yes, we did. So yeah. Technically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was in the Thunderdome. Yeah. Yeah. Pay for pay the <laughs> No, yeah, you're right. Thunderdome it was in SummerSlam. And a sellout crowd of zero people. Brand new record. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Clash of Champions. Uh, and of course, now, um, well, we look forward to. Um, the next show, which will be Hell in a Cell, which I think was the rumor show that was supposed to be here in Atlanta a long time ago. Really? Long ago. Long ago. Mm. The room, Like six, eight months ago, the rumor was that it was supposed to be here in Atlanta for Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Well, bullshit. Yeah. I don't want to go. Because we were, I, I think we even talked about this, right? Because I think you, didn't you say, Eric, that the last Hell in a Cell that you got was... Uh, Ryback versus Punk or something, and you hated yeah. it, and we needed to do over. You weren't, 
you were looking forward to because that has still left a big bad taste in your mouth. Fuck right back. Probably was the aftertaste of Space Mountain still, but sure. We'll go with oh, so. golly. <laughs> hey, Wiz. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. You don't see, you don't see usually happen, but sometimes I can't be semi-funny. It's not always know, a purpose. Right? Uh, you yeah. weren't even expecting that one, were you? Uh, yeah. No, no, that All was. Right. I mean, that was like a that was a hard burn, man. Jeez. A plus. I'm not even look, mad. Man. I, I, look, <laughs> it, it was a good one. Bad, it huh? was a good one. It was there for the taking. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So hell in a cell. Um, you know, there's nothing really. I think that. Um, oh, that 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 really has been hinted at, but the mysterious. Well, the, rumor, the rumor is Sasha and Bailey in Hell in a Cell. Okay, that would be time. interesting. That yeah. would make sense. That's the rumor, um, is that they'll finally have their their one-on-one match for the championship at Hell in a Cell. Um, we saw the glorious one return on Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since we've seen him. Was he injured, or was he just kind of sitting out? I thought he oh, failed. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he did fail a test. The glorious yep. one, yep. He couldn't yeah. pass the test. Stinking getting tested in the middle of a pandemic. I know, right? Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm sure. I mean, could we see another? I mean, an, another Randy Orton um, McIntyre match? I mean, based on how things ended up, uh, based yeah. on nineteen people, nineteen people that had to come help Drew defeat him. I think it's yeah. kind of yeah. We might see another one. And of course, you had a. Uh, uh, of course, the Viper attacked the Legends in the Legends yeah. room uh, the, uh, Monday, to finish Monday Night Raw. The fact that that was the main event for... Uh, that was the last segment. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for Monday Night Raw, that's... Uh, yeah, they're still sticking to this. Uh, so that was very telling. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we, we could possibly see something between the Hurt Business and Retribution once they're back. From their um, hiatus, as they're uh, yeah, you know, uh, going away for two weeks to uh, uh, shelter in place, whatever they call that. Um, Isolate COVID. COVID. They go, they go, plant, yeah. go plan the retribution from COVID. Um, there you go. Yeah, and well, I'm sure we'll see something with the Mysterios and with uh, uh, Rollins again. Um, yeah. Because uh, I was surprised they were not involved in uh, Clash of Champions. Then again, there were no champions in that storyline. Um, but you yeah. could have still stuck somebody in there, with, especially yeah. with the two match cancellations. Put like Aliyah on a pole. I mean, not to say that Yikes. she is good in a That's pole. Like Space Mountain, like kind of pole? Wow. Sure, we can go with That's... that. Maybe Rick Perverse. Ric Flair was there too. That's perverse. Yeah. Don't give him any ideas. Um. Yeah. So. Um. So, bunch of guys to look forward to. Whatever's happening is like the fiend. Is what? Who's the fiend feeding with these days? Now is still against uh, Braun. Is it still Braun? Maybe. Be my guess. 
being that that was the last, you know, them. I mean, I, I would assume he'd want to get back at Roman for for stealing his title. I was about to say, judging from the go home on SmackDown, it's it looks like Roman's next in his line of sights. Yeah, well, the way that Lexi was staring at that belt, is the fiend like the babyface in this situation though? Well, I mean, it seemed like they kind of half turned him baby yeah. and Braun heel. Yeah, pretty wow. much. I think that that may be the plan. So, yeah, because uh, there there's money in the fire fire fly house or whatever you call that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, people have been enjoying it. So, hey, if it sells, why not? It works. It works. Yeah. Um. All right. So, and NXT NXT happened. NXT's been happening. NXT is gonna happen. Um, before I Take get to the rest- gonna, coming up again, yeah, it's this Sunday. Yeah, we from last days, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, be- yeah. Before we get to that, and this past Wednesday, though, uh, first the sad news that for the third time in her WWE career, Tegan Knox is out with an a- torn ACL injury. Okay, I don't believe it. Well, they're initially saying no, but that it was just storyline. But it's now they're reporting it as legit um, that she did get injured. But they're still kayfabing to say that Candace is the one that caused it. But see, my only issue with it is it took him it took him too long to like announce that it was actually a thing. But maybe it, they were could t- be... testing to make sure that it was real and not. Yeah, and they were also probably trying to um, they were trying to confirm everything, and then they were probably trying to figure out, okay, well, how do we present it, right? Yeah, it's possible. Because, I I just don't believe it. Well, don't you have sources close to the sources that could possibly tell you something? Not anymore. My no, source got furloughed. Yeah. What else? Um. Yeah, no, everywhere I'm seeing is the she. I mean, I, I haven't seen it anywhere saying it's not. I guess we'll see in a couple of weeks. If she's wrestling yeah. again or not. Well, if she's going in for surgery, I'm sure that they'll document that because they always do. Yeah, they always like to take pictures well, of the surgery going yeah. in and stuff. You can only document that so many times, you know? You would At think. At this point, yeah. I mean, to be fair with Tegan, like, I've torn my ACL four times. So, I mean, once you tear it, it does tear pretty easily. Yeah, yeah they can only, they re, they can rebuild it, but it's never 100% after the yeah. first time. Yeah. Especially since I'm sure because she she's a competitor, just like I was trying to be. And you always want to push for the earliest timetable available. So yeah, sure to get push back yourself. out there. Yeah. Yeah, so I I hate it if it's true because she's really freaking good and she's finally getting the opportunity to show it and then she gets injured again. It sucks. No. No. I, I have a nice uh, autographed Tegan Knox shirt in the mail. We'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I, I do think I will say 
you know, saying that she has a torn ACL as a storyline makes no sense because we know how long a torn yeah, ACL it keeps, her, it keeps her out a long time. It's not like yeah. it's something that yeah. a strain yeah. that could keep her out a few weeks or a month and then she can come back exactly. and fight again. Right. And they're not going to super Roman her saying, oh, she came back too early, right? She's not seen it. She can't come back yeah. from an injury that fast. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, the fact that Bailey reported it and then, you know, like I think if it was Starlight, she also would have said something online. And the fact that she hasn't said anything to me tells me, well, you know, this is the third time. She's got to be heartbroken. Yeah. And the last thing she wants to do is talk about it online. All over so, again. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I think well, I mean, she never really mentioned it either of the other two times. Right. It, it was so, like they, she just let everybody speculate. I mean, yeah. If it's true and she she legitimately tore ACL, that's. It's really sad because she's very, very talented. She's still she's still pretty young too, though. So I mean, yeah. I I don't know how much this will detriment her, but at this well, point, like you've got to be concerned for the future. Yeah, it, yeah. But the thing is, maybe in her overall career, maybe not. Uh, but they just look at you, and you get her too many times. You get that injury prone. You yeah, you get that injury prone label and your permanent record, and they, uh, then then you kind of get, you know, Wade Barrett status where they're not going to like do a whole lot with you. True, mm-hmm. but that is different from when you're like 32, 33 to where Tegan's only 25. Well, well yeah. Kennedy I mean, was Randy Orton kind of had that. Randy Orton had that label for a while, and then he kind of overcame it. Yeah. So it is possible that she gets the label and they don't really do much with her and then she stays healthy for a while and they start trying some stuff. And that's what yeah, I was just... hoping. How old was Kennedy when he got let go? Who? Ken Kennedy. Oh, uh, Kennedy? I don't uh, remember. He was really probably mid 30s. Yeah, because I think he kind of started nine. later. I think he got signed nine. a little later. So, yeah, he would have been maybe 31, 33, 32, 33. He's 44 now, so yeah. About 33. We'll see. But I don't think the WWE had much to do with him anyway, because outside, like, his entrance was great. He talked a lot, and then then he got in the ring. (laughs) And then he got in the ring, and it was boring, yeah. And the only thing that mattered about him was that giant-ass back tattoo. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, Never paid attention yeah. to that. It was, um, it was pretty bad. Well, you know, you know what happens when you don't like something? You don't like something. You get rid of it? Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so sucks if true. Um, and yeah, uh, <sighs> So I saw this promo of uh, uh, they played with uh, the Velvet Team Dream, and I don't know for some reason he made me even more less in, interested. Um, I don't know why, but he did. Leah's uh, not Leah. Zia Lee was back on our TV on the NXT, on, yeah. on the NXT TV. That's cool. Uh, I love how they bring a lot of the women. 
Yeah. I like her. Yeah. I think she's got a lot of upside, but she just needs seasoning. I think it's still the thing. She just needs she's she's finding her groove and she's getting a little bit better and a little bit better each time mm-hmm. we see her on TV. Mm-hmm. Which of course is the point of developmental to develop you. Yep. Yeah. A lot of women involved in this show. You had Shotzi defeating the cutter, and then you had uh yeah. Shotzi you almost had a, killing herself mix, again. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. Tried the tried the backflip, tried the sheer and a wee on the ropes, and pretty much landed on her head. Then she tweeted out a gift, and she was like, "I promise, guys, I know what." She's I'm like, doing. "Here's the way it was. Here's the way it was supposed to look like. I've done it before. I didn't. I was not intentionally trying to land on my head." I loved. I, so in the middle of the match, when she was doing the like uh, the double the double legs to the crotch, I love how she just screamed out, "Welcome to the ball pit!" Yeah. Uh, I love Shotzi. But yeah, we would definitely appreciate if she doesn't try to kill herself. Yeah. Uh, or anyone else. Um, yeah, and let's see. Oh, then you also had uh, Mrs. Gargano and uh, uh, and EO in the mixed tag match. So uh, a lot of big things. Uh, Adam Cole versus Austin Theory. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, I did bring up last week. Or was it was two weeks ago. I can't remember. When they had. Uh, About what happened with name? Austin Theory? Uh yeah, or like they're, they're trying to turn him. He like who who he wrestled? They were trying to turn him. I can't even remember. Although he wrestled, what's his name? The Archer guy name? of Infamy. Damien Priest. Damien Priest. Damien Priest. The United States. You mean champion. the former Kings, North Kings, American uh, champion? King uh, North American Angel. champion. That's right. Um, uh, not even King Says. Or like the minimum. I mean, Chris, uh, Chris Angel's Chris Angel's tiny, so he's a big Chris Angel. That's the, that's the thing. Okay. Chris Angel's like five oh. five. So here we go, babyface uh, heel versus heel. I know people say it doesn't matter, but it matters to me, okay? And I'm gonna read into it all I want. Uh, could this mean a uh, babyface turn for Adam Cole? They're the undisputed they were, era. They, they're the yeah. undisputed era. They're kind of in betweeners because they they play heels, but they get cheered a lot. They get yeah. loved so much. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm all for it. Making making baby faces. I'm telling you that debut in front of the a crowd, the live crowd is going to be huge. The first, yeah. I mean, the first live crowd will be, and I'll die on this hill. I'm okay if I'm wrong. I'm okay with that. But if I'm right. You can book me anytime, Lee. Really. Uh, the first ever live show with the fans in attendance on this pure era makes their suppressing the main roster. It's possible. You must be here first. Possible. Yeah, of course. Uh, NXT ended with the Garganos wearing belts that belong to them. Yep. Just like they're gonna end it at Takeover Thirty One. That with that's the Garganos with the gold. That, that that's literally the opposite of what happens when you when you on a go home show and whoever's standing tall is usually who loses. So. That's sorry, the old rule, yeah. That's the old rule, but they deviate from that some. That but that used to be the rule. Whoever was standing tall at the end of the show was gonna lose. Mm. And that's that's just the old stuff, you know. Like you said, so yeah. Garganos are gonna have all the gold come 
Sunday night, and all will be right. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I was reading the interwebs today. Uh-oh. That's what, uh, uh, it must uh, be true. It's going to yeah. be problems. Well, here we go. Uh, they were saying that apparently there have been talks about NXT Underground. So doing like raw underground, but NXT uh, with NXT people. No, it's just a apparently it's just a coincidence that the names are the same. Uh, okay. It would have been basically a second show for NXT called NXT huh. Underground. It would have featured uh, more of the developmental talent and the evolved talent. Apparently, okay. an episode was already uh, filmed for this pre-COVID. But of course, uh, COVID happened and it didn't air anywhere. Yeah. Uh, well, but, honestly, so there... that makes a lot of sense right now because, like, the developmental talent gets their like you know training in in front of in the ring in front of crowds uh, during the live events, and they can't do that right now. So really, they're just sitting at home on their hands yeah. or sitting in the well. No, they don't sit in the crowd anymore because we have no crowd. Yeah, which leads to something I previously said. I previously said, I think maybe a week or two ago, so I can't remember very well, uh, that, you know, they could use their own show and NXT become a an equal brand to SmackDown and Raw. And by mm-hmm. the true developmental, to have their own show. And that's when we kind of talk about, well, that's what the... Florida loop is for, but yeah, but we're talking uh, on live TV, another TV product or a WWE network exclusive or whatever. Not, I could see that be a thing. So yeah, um, I'm okay with it. Yeah, me too. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Definitely not a bad thing. Are you, are you for it, Daniel? Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, I would like to see more of the other talent, but I don't know. You know, I yeah, I could. It could be good. Um, you know, it could be good that he to have extra people out there um, in wrestling, and uh, you know, get some of those evolved talent on TV again. I think that would be important to build some of them. As well as you know, maybe the Florida talent, but I think you would still need the Florida loop for the people who aren't TV ready yet to right. get work in front of a live crowd. For sure, for sure. Uh, well, that all leads us to this Sunday live from WWE Network. Um, of course, it's gonna be. Uh, Triple H is going to be a little bit different uh, than than we have seen before. Um, So I'm not sure what that means. I mean, one thing we do know is that it will be uh, they're they're, they're moving to uh, the Performance Center from Full Sail. So they'll they'll be there. And so it's going to, you know, Triple H says, it's a different look and feel, and of course, we have this return 
uh, to the show, who we don't know who it is, uh, but it's probably somebody we've seen before. Uh, so it's, so a little... on that. Huh? it's a return, so it should be somebody we've seen before. Yeah. I heard an interesting so, yeah. theory. What if it's Corey Graves? Returning no to way wrestling? No clear. That's what we said about Daniel Bryan for two years. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan's back running hard style. Well, not now, but well, well he, he was. He was, but now he's But I'm saying like he didn't he wasn't re- he wasn't uh holding back once he came back. I mean like he went no, out yeah, there. For sure. Full yeah. bore. Or yeah. it could be Andrade, since now he's lost Zelina and he's lost his tag partner. Maybe he comes back for another run in NXT. Why not? I don't Maybe know. Then he'll be arguing with uh, Elijo de Fantasma Escobar. Yeah, he'll be he'll be arguing with their group. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. It's like can't we just need a Latino like, world order. You know, if only. But then you can't have them fight each other. We just went over this. You can't have the lucha matches if they're all on the same team. Rey Mysterio still fought against the LWO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he, he didn't want to be in it. They just hadn't made him join yet. The story would have kept going. They would have joined him in. And then he well, and then at the like the disbandment of it or whatever. Because I just watched this because I was watching ninety uh. nine WCW. They the the new NWO uh, elite as they called themselves uh, mm-hmm. forced the LWO to disband, and they paid him a lot of money. And Ray was the only one that stood up for the LWO. And I'm just like, what the hell? This doesn't make sense. Why did he just spend four months fighting for or fighting against the LWO? Now he wants to join the LWO. I don't understand it. WCW booking. Anyway, I want the LWO to come back just because I want a t-shirt. You can get. Oh, well, you can find a t-shirt at WWShop.com. I I bought mine a couple of months ago. Yeah, oh, they have t- okay. They have the t-shirt. Or it's they, probably they brought, somebody they, probably had it on PWTs too. It it hasn't it wasn't there for a while, but they brought it back this year. And well, it was super, then, they had a super sale, and I bought one for like fifteen bucks. Disregard that entire rant. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> you can you can find and the NWO black and white. You can you can even get the uh, red black and red and black NWO. All of them are in there. Oh, I knew they had their NWO shirts. I just didn't know they had I, the LWO. I'm surprised the BWO one is not there right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that Maybe they own the trademark to that though. Yeah, yeah they Paul do. Well, no, because so Paul good. didn't trade. Paul didn't trademark a lot of that stuff. He he well, let it, the wrestlers do it. He let the wrestlers own the property. That's and why Stevie Raven. Can still be, that's why Raven can still be Raven. You know, like everywhere yeah. he goes, even though Paul created that. Well, Sammy couldn't be Sammy. He, yeah, he could. He was he, they WCW wanted a name they could trademark, so they called him Hack. But when he came to WWE, he was the Sandman again. Well, all right, okay. Enough about that. Enough about the Where Sandman. NXT. You were talking about performance NXT. center. Someone's coming back, center. and the show happens this Sunday. In no particular order, uh, it has been set. We start with Damian Priest defending the NXT North American Championship against Johnny Gargano. 
Uh, yeah, I think Johnny's going to win. Johnny Wrestling. Okay, I'm just going to go with Gargano and call it a day. Uh, for the NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai will retain. Proof to everybody what she's the best. There you go. Candice Wrestling. Candice is going to have to cheat if she wants to beat Io. That's the thing. And you're I, not that's cheating, the, you're not me, trying. To me, that's the only way that they're going to they're gonna put the belt on her is if Candice somehow uses underhanded tactics. That's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with a little cheating. Not not saying she can't or she won't, but to me, that's the only way they're going to... I think the title's going to change hands. Well, I don't think he will. Then, for uh, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, Santos Escobar defends against Isaiah Swerve Scott. Mm, I think Santos... I think Escobar hangs on to it still. Yeah, 100% Escobar for me. Mm, I probably agree with uh, Escobar, but it would be nice to see Swerve win it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It would. I just don't think I just don't think it's happening yet. Yeah, same. Uh, and then uh, for uh, the NXT Championship, well, no, not yet. Uh, Kushida versus Velveteen Dream in a non-title match. Kushida. Yeah, the new Kushida. Um, if he, you know, since he's uh, going to be more vicious and come out attacking strong and all this stuff, I think I think it's Kushida. All right. And uh, then you got Finn Balor uh, versus. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT Championship. Yeah, it took me a second, okay? It yeah, happened. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with the um, champ. Yeah, it'll be a good fight, but I don't think it's Kyle's time. God, I, I really want Kyle O'Reilly to win it. I really, really do. But I, I, I don't think that... I can feasibly say it and believe it. So it's probably still Fibs. Well, we'll find out, I guess. Well, okay, so here's a here's an interesting question. Um, since we're seeing more, like, Raw and SmackDown talent go down to NXT and then, like, you know, Keith Lee and then the entire Retribution and... Do, do you think NXT will be involved in the draft? It'd be interesting to say. Or maybe some of the people become, yeah, some of the people they can be drafted from NXT to the main roster. Mm-hmm. And then um, like main roster back down or back to NXT. I don't know. It would be interesting to have the three-way draft. I think it would be fun. Especially yeah, if they're... I mean... Concerned with ratings, with yeah. NXT. Concerned with ratings for NXT, yeah. It's all about it's all about the ratings, brother. It's all about the ratings. Apparently, according to the AEW fans. Yeah. Uh, so I th- I think 
Uh, what did I think about it? I don't know. Right. Keep on peace to himself. All right. Now, uh, we you get a break, Eric, as we talk about the New Japan Pro Wrestling. King of Pro Wrestling. Yay. G1 Climax. Uh, okay, I'm still haven't looked at all of watched all of them, Danny. But no, you done, have, you're I'm, not caught up yet. I, I'm through five. I'm through date night five. So uh, uh, you're let, only through night five. Okay. Yeah, I know. I think there are like eight so far. So yeah, we're on. We're, we finished up day eight today. Yeah. So okay. Here, here thoughts. Uh, so we we're looking at day three. Um, Je- Jeff Cog versus Shingo was fun. Really, I, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, it was yeah. a good, uh, a good one there. Uh, uh, good way to start. Uh, Okada versus Takahashi was a lot of nothing for me. It, it was blood. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the the thing with Okada being injured is strange. Um, you know, with his back being hurt, that's the only way that Takahashi's going to get any kind of offense on him mm-hmm. is to have is to have Okada go in injured. Um, so that's kind of the way. But the match itself, you know, wasn't that great. But the the biggest thing to come out of it, it's Okada's first win in the G1 this year. That's true. That's the biggest yeah. thing to come out of it. So Okada finally gets on the board with some points. Yeah. Uh, Taishi versus Suzuki, man, they, they, they were fighting like they didn't like each other. Um, I mean, like, and they're on the same team, and they went in exactly. there and they tried to hurt – they tried to hurt each other bad from the get go, like hands on each other's throats. Um, yeah, like if you brought in like, the Taiji brought in the mic stand and everything, like he was he was full going back, wasn't pulling back any stops. And I was I was happy, but I was surprised going back and forth with the finisher, you know, trying for it, trying for it, trying for it, and then boom, Black Mephisto, and he gets the pin. Yeah. I was excited, but I was I was surprised that it ended that quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they just like if you had never watched the the shows or knew the history and you were watching this match, you're like, man, why are they feuding? These guys, yeah, you think these guys have been fighting for Mm -hmm. for months and months and months, yeah, yeah. But they like Um, they're yeah. So surprised that Taichi got the win though. Yeah, a little bit surprised that Taichi got the win, but um, it was still good. It was still fun. Uh, next up, Will Osprey. Uh, Ishi definitely did try to kill him as Eric wished. Uh, but Osprey, yeah, with the W here, a, a good match. Yeah, yeah, Osprey's looked really good this this uh, this time, but um, you know he's he's yeah he's looking really good and. Um, He's put on the muscle mass, but he's still got the agility and the speed. You know, I think he's definitely he's definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with throughout this G one. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely, definitely though, do see that that he's he's growing a little bit. He's getting a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, what was it? and then of course you got uh, Ibushi um, against uh, Jay White. Jay White. Uh, Taking the W there. Uh, 
And this is something that I've seen so far these two, three nights, and then even in the next two, a lot of people hitting the man where the sun does shine. But... Yeah. Yeah, the Bullet Club likes to do it, and then, of course, Yano likes to do it. Um, you know, but it's been a Bullet Club thing. Uh, you know, that's pretty much how Evil won the belts, and uh, he's been doing it all along. Jay did it. That's how Kenta won the New Japan Cup, was kicking people low. So it's just, it's definitely a Bullet Club thing. Um, and then, of course, Yano does it, too, because he's the, the trickster. But Yano will do it to friends. He won't just do it to people he doesn't like. Right. But I would wow. I would definitely invest in a really strong cup if I was in the G1. This For week. sure. And yeah, and I really like this match. Uh, I really did also. Uh, of course, with Ibushi taking the loss uh, on his second match. But I think surprisingly, though, I, I will say um, I definitely uh, thought that this match and the Ishii Osprey match were about pretty much about tied for my match of the night for this night night one night three. Yeah, um, I like a I like a Bushi a Bushi Jay White. I'm just a really big Jay White fan. I just love the way he reverses people's moves and and kind of lays in weight. I'm just such a big fan of of Switchblade. So yeah, um, he and Ibushi put some magic together again, just like they did at Wrestle Kingdom. For sure. Uh, okay, so on to night four. Uh, Goto versus Sonata was, uh, to me, just... Was, eh, just, yeah. eh. I'm not a huge fan of either guy. I'm not a big yeah. fan of either guy, so it was, eh. Uh, but we moving on. Yano uh, defeating Tanahashi was not something I expected to say. In, in, uh, in no, one. definitely not. Definitely not. But he did. He beat him, rolled him up, and uh, after... I don't. Yeah, he was able to get the win on Tanahashi, which was surprising, and that means that that Yano moves to six points. He's the first guy to go to six points. Well, no, not the first guy, but he's he's definitely he's at six points at the after this yeah. point. Um, Yano winning a streak. He's on a streak. He's undefeated so far in the G one at you know as of night five. Not something I expected to see. No, um, I mean we know he's usually he usually plays spoiler to a lot of people, you know, causes them a loss, but we don't expect him to be dominating people. Yeah. As far not. as as far as having a high score. Yeah. Uh and then we move on to uh Juice Robinson, who still got that greasy look. Greasy he's look gonna have he's gonna anti- have that whole outfit. For the entire entirety of the uh, G1, I think. I'm afraid so. Uh, another surprising result. Didn't think here Juice would get the W against Kenta. Uh, I didn't I think Kenta Juice would either. Probably, I probably had Kenta thinking he was going to maybe win all but win one block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised by that outcome too, but the match was good. You know, Kenta brought it. Like he always does, and Juice was able to take it and and give it right back to him, and and was able to hit Pulp Friction to get the win. Yeah. Evil defeating Yoshihashi was definitely not a surprise for me. Yeah, because Yoshihashi is one of those guys. He's going to fight hard, but he's you don't expect him to have a high score come the end. Yeah. Uh, 
and then in the main event of the evening, which was my match of the night for night four, uh, Naito defeat Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, this was a really good match. It was a heck of a match. It was a very good wrestling match as yeah. both guys were did a lot of wrestling. Um, you know, Naito even switched up from his usual game plan to kind of try and combat Zack. Um, I thought Zack had him there a lot a few times, but the champion continues to to dominate so far this year in the G one. Yeah, it, it was definitely uh, quite something. I just thought, uh, you know, because you see Naito in a lot of different matches, but technical match you don't always see him in one of those because he's always yeah. shooting mentally with somebody. So, uh, but it was nice to see him just going in and wrestle and. Uh, yeah, it was really good. I mean, uh, that's the reason why Sex Ed Jr. is one of the greatest wrestlers out there right now and continues to show that. And, you know, yeah, loved it. Um, we'll go to uh, night, uh, night five, and uh, Taishi defeats Tanahashi, Takahashi here. You hear about? Yeah, uh, yet again, no surprise. No, yeah. None of Takahashi's not going to be a guy that that's going to get a lot of points. He's going to he he no. might end up at zero, maybe get one win. We'll see. Yeah, which totally fine with me. Uh, next up, yeah, uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Jack Cowboys. Another a fun match here. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think this this match is going to get as much love uh, as some other matches. Uh, but some of the other Suzuki matches. Yeah, I think I think it's he's good. Definitely gonna I really be enjoyed it, and I. I felt that it was the big difference with this and some of the other matches is Suzuki was going against somebody that had strong power, not just in his strikes, but just in being able to suplex and that kind of thing. I think that's the different predicament that Jeff Cobb provides for people is the power he has because of his size and his strength. Right. Um, so that's kind of where it made it a little bit different match for Suzuki. But Suzuki yeah. is having is having great matches every single time he goes out. At 52 years old, he's still – Proving that he can be one of the best in the world, for sure, man. Put the belt on him. He he can he can get another run. Do it, do it. Uh, He's never had that belt it. before. Give it to him. Yeah. Uh, next match, Ibushi defeats Ishii. Those two, man, they put on a banger. They tried to hurt each other, yeah. And uh, Ibushi's already talking about in post match things that he thinks his teeth are getting knocked loose. Um, from some of these fat fights, he said he might have to have teeth knocked out all the yeah. way out before the end of the thing. And uh, some of those shots from Ishii were were probably the culprits. Yeah, a, a, a funny part of the match is when the, Ibushi was just sort of uh, laying in the corner, and then Ishii just like kind of like softly just slaps him around. Yeah, just kind of patting uh, him, patting him like, "Get up, yeah. hit me! Come on, get up, hit me!" Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, fighting Ishii feels like fighting a wall, a brick wall. I mean, sometimes. it's it. He's yeah. You have to fight his fight, and he's gonna make, he's gonna hurt you, and it's gonna be hard to break him down. Um, Ishii is not scoring so high yet this year, but um, but it's still early, and he's ta- yet again Ishii has great matches every time he goes out. And that's no the thing, right? Fights. I mean, Ishii may not may lose. Every match, but every match he's in, he's it's a potential match of the night, except when yeah, he fights Kahashi. Um, yeah, well, yeah, 
This hey, we never know. He might he might bring something out of Takahashi that we've never seen Dude. before. If he can do it, we'll see. I don't even know if it's happened yet. So, um, yeah, it hasn't happened. Hasn't happened this year yet. No. All right. Uh, next, uh, this was my match uh, of the night: Shingo and Osprey. Uh, of course, Takagi here taking the win, but boy, they still yeah. did the wrestling thing. Well, I mean, and, and this is a rematch from the Best of Super Juniors final from last mm-hmm. year, um, where Takagi suffered his first loss in New Japan at the hands of Osprey, so he had something to prove, and uh, he was able to get the big win and give Will Osprey his first loss this year. So, um, the big important win for Shingo. But it was a yeah, it was a heck of a match. It was a really really good match. Both guys bringing the offense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just no, it was a lot of fun. I mean, two guys who, of course, former juniors, right? So, like you yeah. said, uh, they they were they were just competing in the junior division last year to the top juniors. Now in the heavyweights, but uh, they gave you that junior feel. That you, yeah, that, a little bit of a junior feel still. Uh, yeah. You know, it, you finally, I, I, I feel like I finally saw like the flippy Osprey come back. Um, a little bit after he got, he was throwing and, some of his flip, yeah. flippy moves. Yeah, but you know, I didn't hate it. It was good. These guys have good chemistry and fantastic match. I thought. Uh, and then we ended up with uh, Jay White defeating Okada. Of course, a lot, a lot of help from Ghetto. Uh, yeah, some help from Ghetto in there. Yeah. But but here he take to win good match I thought I I think like I think they've had better matches, uh and they've had some long matches so I think this yeah one, they, have, they weren't yeah, gonna this one... try to go balls to the walls. Well, also match. it's it's also being that it, you know Okada's back is still hurt so the match is gonna mm-hmm. match is gonna be a little bit different than the matches they've had in the past. Yeah. Well, good with uh, Jay White, man. I mean, I, I think I may have said this before, uh, but like, if he didn't look like a star before, man, he is the star to me at least. Um, you know, I've always been up and down uh, with uh, with um, Jay White, uh, but yeah, like see him now, I'm like, yeah, this guy. He is so good. He really is. Yeah. And it's he, and yet again, he's having great matches with everybody that he's faced so far. Um, right. You know, Ghetto helps, adds a little extra drama, but the switchblade is there, and he's just he's so he's so fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, real fun uh, so far. I mean, I, you, have you watched? Are you done through eight? I'm I'm all caught up. Yeah, I'm I've done okay. through eight. Right, well, I can't wait um, to see the rest. Uh, let's see if I can catch up uh, by because every time I catch up, like they keep adding nights. I'm like, wait. There's oh. well, okay. You you have a few days. The next show isn't until Monday. Okay, oh perfect. So I'll so you have some time up. to catch up. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 All right, Eric. Time in. Uh. Yeah. Uh, how do you like in G one so far? Um, I'm playing um, a game. <laughs> I'm playing Among Us. That's what it's called. Wow, well, thanks. 
You're welcome. Uh, yeah. So, who's ready for the main event of the evening? Yeah. Wow, that, that sounded so convincing. Let's try this again. Who's ready for the main oh, event of the evening? Mm. See, somebody's excited. I'm glad. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, of course, uh, as we as I said right before we closed the show last week, uh, we lost uh, the, our last Road Warrior. Uh, Animal, uh, Joe Laurinaitis, uh, and the Legion of Doom is now taking over up in the heavens above. At least we're hoping that's where they're at. Um, but yes, uh, so we thought, hey, you know, what better to do than to look at some matches from the Legion of Doom slash Road Warriors. Uh, so here we are. We all picked two matches. And uh, it, they were very random, and they were very early on in uh, in their careers. When maybe not is, but at, what we think maybe it was like some of the highest highs because when uh, they we definitely saw a lot of lows, especially in the two thousands. Let's forget about those. All right, uh, so we're gonna start with you, Danny, actually, because okay. you actually have. The oldest match here, uh, Starcade 87, the Road Warriors versus um, versus Tully and, and Arn. Yeah, so one of my match, I picked a couple different matches. I was kind of trying to go back and forth and see which ones I wanted to try, but I thought I wanted to find some that showcase different aspects of the warriors but still early on because to me that was their their heyday was the 80s into the early 90s was some of the best stuff and so i started with this match tully and arn also at their peak um as the tag team champions going against the road warriors um it was still under nwa rules so the match unfortunately ends in disqualification because Animal uh, throws Tully over the top rope to the floor. And in the NWA rules, that was a disqualification. So you think the Road Warriors get the win, then they do the swerve switch. Um, but it was in Chicago, and the place was going nuts for the Road Warriors. Well, not, I don't think it was in Chicago. I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of a different match. But um, the place, of course, goes nuts when they think the Road Warriors have won, and then the Road Warriors lose the belts, and they get even more pissed at the Four Horsemen. Um, but it was just a really good match. It was good tag team wrestling by Tully and Arn to isolate Hawk and work on his leg. And it was early on, so it, it wasn't something that had been done before. People really hadn't been able to find any kind of way to neutralize the Road Warriors. They'd just been running through everybody. So this was this was different in that aspect, as it was one of the first times that you'd had that animal getting or Hawk getting beat up and beat up and having to make the hot tag to Animal. Yeah, uh, it was in Chicago. I think they called it Chi Town Heat. It was the Chi Town Heat. Okay. Yeah, I remember correctly. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, this match is fun, um, uh, especially with uh, 
uh, what do you call it? Uh, with the way they are, right? They're big powerhouses and yeah. big powerhouses versus really good technical wrestlers. Uh, you know, it sometimes can be a clash. Uh, and you know, you nobody's ever accused the Road Warriors uh, to be great, te- great wrestlers. They're big powerhouses, and when it comes to power moves and getting that that crowd excited and just boom. They're the best, uh, and they, they can get things done uh, in pieces, but don't ask them to break down a match. We've seen, hey, that can be a little clunky at times, but, yeah, it, the excitement that they bring and working with Tully and Arna, it's like, they're like, okay, we got this. We're going to make it work, and uh, the forum, you know, this match was sparsely entertaining uh, as, as short. And I think that's one note, right? Raw Warriors are great in short, short matches. Like get in. Yeah, I think that's the do. best. Get in, crush people, and then get get out. Hit the doomsday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get people at oh, water rush, right? As soon as you hear that, okay, I'm sold. Thank you, money. Yeah, and my money's worth. Yep. What'd you think, Eric? Um. You know, like you said, I think the World Warriors are good in small bursts. I don't really think uh, I could take a 25-30 minute match of just the same stuff over and over, but um, for what it was, it was really good. I, I enjoy the the hard-hitting style of the Road Warriors, but I'm more of a technical wrestling kind of guy, so I, I watched these matches all but one. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed that match. And let's see what we got next up. Uh, so I think uh, I was next here. We go chronologically. Uh, I I came. I, I hit at nineteen eighty eight. No, was it you at eighty eight again? That the and I think N- that the NWA Dusty... Clash of, NWA Clash of Champions. Yeah, was was eighty eight. It was the first yeah, Clash so of Champions. No show um it was a another yet again another short match but it was um a um a grudge match i liked it because it had dusty Rhodes teaming with the road warriors and we all know remember the infamous storyline about where they tried to stab out dusty's eye with the uh right with the spike so this was of course before that Dusty puts on the face paint to fight the powers of pain and Ivan Koloff in a barbed wire match. They they didn't take off the ropes and put barbed wire. They just wrapped some barbed wire around the ropes and let the guys have at it. There was there was weapons and it was just it was a chaos. Koloff had his chain out there with him. There was a storyline where they tried to injure the animal by by busting up his face. So he comes out in like what looks like an old school hockey face mask helmet with the with the strap on, on the back. Um, and so he's got that heavy mask on the match ends very quickly in favor of the, 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 the good guys, but then the fight keeps going on after it's kind of confusing because like the camera almost doesn't catch the finish really. Um, but it was, you know, got guys get bloody and they just brawl and beat each other up. And then they try to injure animal again with the, with Ivan Koloff's chain you know, um, before they're able to get some semblance of 
of separation between the teams. But I like it pretty much because Dusty puts on the face paint to go to war with the Road Warriors, and I thought it was just really, really cool. It was a really cool moment to have all those guys together um, on the same team. Uh, but the match itself is is just a is just a quick it's a quick brawl. It's almost like a sprint. Um, but it it was fun. There's a lot of play oh, yeah, on the ring, daddy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, a, whole, a whole lot of meat in this ring. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, what what I would call it a uh, a meaty match. Uh, they don't get yeah, paid by the of, hour, lot of, brother. A lot of big dudes going in there just just beating each queen, other up. Mika Villas, as she's listening to us. Um, she's spying on us. See what we're saying. Yeah, pretty much. She wants to yeah. make sure we're not bad mouthing her. Mm-hmm. We did that earlier. Yeah, no. We did all the bad mouthing mm-hmm. of Mika earlier. Yeah, because we knew you were gonna be there at ten o'clock. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. Meeting match. The whole thing about um, the the mask that uh, or face covering or whatever covering uh thing that uh. Animal was wearing. Yeah, and, on. yeah it was like when, it when like they. It's funny because when they took it off, yeah, when they took it off, it was like they kicked, like, like the they timing. They kicked in the, the head, and it like there. came yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if it was on purpose or. Yeah, not. I'm pretty sure that was non purpose because they were then attempting to go and injure. They took the chain to his face again. We're punching him in the face with the chain to try to injure him. Yeah. But yeah, the. Accidental hitting of uh, your team there to uh, get the loss, uh, but of course the bad guys then at the end beat up the good guys to get the yeah. last laugh. Uh, that takes us over to 1989 Starcade. Uh, this is my pick. Uh, I, I wanted to try. I knew I wanted roars versus Tyners because I think those two teams will forever be linked together. Two of the greatest tag teams ever, especially in the uh, 80s, uh, late 80s, early 90s. You know, they feuded in uh, in NWA, they feuded, they feuded in WWF, and they feuded in WCW. Um, this match, I, I thought, uh, I mean, it's one of their earlier ones in 1989 here at Starcade. Uh, but, you know, it was another short one. I think a lot of people were excited uh, about this match. But well, it was part, it short was part because of that they had a tournament odd thing. tournament. Yeah, it was yeah. part of that odd points tournament that they were doing. So there was so only like a 15-minute time. Up. There was only a 15-minute time limit on the match anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you had a you had, what's his name? Uh, Hawk, no selling anything like Hawk does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They did the thing. Uh, the Doomsday device were like, um, it was like a back suplex Hawk, variation Hawk, of it. Hawk, yeah. Yeah. Hawk, Hawk took down, uh, Scott and animal with him. Animal's just like, yeah, I'm yeah. going down too. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. And then, yeah, I'm like practice on your bridges, buddy. I know because uh, it was a, ended up being a double, and it started no, with a double was, pin, and yeah. then Scotty Scott got his shoulder up at the last second. Yeah, and Animal Scott gets pinned. Got it up. Yeah, yeah. 
it was just, it was definitely not the the way you would have wished, Jesse. But yeah, uh, lesson learned: practice your bridges. Yeah, I, you know, I don't like the Steiners. I'm sorry. Um, you don't um, like a lot of good things, though. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. There's I don't. A lot of things you don't like. It's okay. We all have our own uh, likes and dislikes, but unfortunately, the Steiners are not one of my like as a tag team. Uh, they've never done anything for me. Um, mm. Scott we'll by himself for is that, halfway right? okay. Um, I, I, the match was good for what it was. Uh, there was a lot of no selling. Um, yeah, by on both teams. On both like, sides, boom, yeah. Takes the shot and okay, come on, bring me, hit me again. But at the end of the day, like those are two like big beefy powerhouse teams. So yeah, it, it, it didn't it didn't look awkward for them to not sell because. I mean, the the only way it would look awkward is if like Hawk and Animal were trying to beat up um, fucking X Pac, and X Pac was just standing there like, okay. Yeah, and X Pac is no yeah. selling it or whatever. Yeah. But these like it looks like if Hawk or Animal would have hauled off and just legitimately punched Scott in the nose, he would have just stood there and took it too, and then hauled off and done the same. So yeah, the no selling wasn't really detrimental to this. But, yeah, it, it added to the excitement to an extent yeah. because you're like, oh right. man, what is it going to take for one of these teams to budge? Exactly, you know? and that and that made it pretty good. Um, it it wasn't the worst Steiner match I've ever seen, so that's good. Um, I think the two teams really did work well together. Uh, but like I said, just not really that big of a fan of the Steiner brothers. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Well. That brings us to SummerSlam 1991 or 91. Yeah, I think it was 90. It was 91, I think. And I picked this one too. I got to remember my years. Uh, So, yeah. Is this the one you didn't watch, Eric? Yep. Uh, At all or just. No, I didn't watch it at all. I absolutely hate the Nasty Boys with every fiber of my being. There is no way you would have gotten me to watch this match. I'm surprised you didn't didn't call out sick or whatever. No, I watched every single match except for the Nasty Boys match. That's what he's saying. Yeah, he said earlier he watched all but one of the matches, and I was trying to. I was like, it was probably the the Nasty Boys match. So okay, Uh, well then this is going to be briefer. Uh, Look, uh, the story was here. Okay. Uh, we've had seen teams before that were like, uh, like Demolition, who were terrible copies yeah. of, uh, or you know, of the Russians. Yeah. Uh, uh, you finally get the, the the Legion of Doom here, uh, WWE, as they call them. You know, Road Warrior Hawk, Road Warrior Animal, and you know they come in, uh, and then at the beginning of the year, I think at WrestleMania. Uh, the Nasty Boys win the Tag Team Championships, and then, you know, you get everything down, uh, uh, which everything leads down to SummerSlam, and you get the Legion of Doom. Uh, man, a packed crowd, a hot crowd here. Uh, 
and that road warrior pop, as they say. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you you get that you, you know. Let, let's not forget that they also had to wrestle the natural disasters earlier in the year, but let's just forget about that. Uh, yeah, quick question: no, 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 matches. Was this the SummerSlam at Wembley? No, that was a year. No, later. yeah, because that's where they faced Money Inc. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the outdoor venue, this, this, right? Yeah. yeah. This. Yeah this this, this one was in Madison Square Garden. It was a no DQ match, so it was just going to be the four of them literally beating the crap out of each other. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was fun, and the Legion of Doom become the champions. Everybody people goes nuts. love it. Everybody went nuts. Um, uh, until they eventually, of course, lose the belts to Money Inc. And then uh, Animal gets injured, retires, you know, and then uh, when Hog goes to Japan and creates his own version of the Road Warriors. With the Hellraisers, yeah. Yeah. With Kensuke Sasaki. Didn't he call himself Power Warrior? Yeah, he was Power oh, that, Warrior. That's what Sasaki that was him, what so, Sasaki yeah. called himself, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was still Road Warrior. He was still Road Warrior Hawk. Yeah, that's what I meant with Sazaki. Yeah. Yeah, so... We watched one of their matches in the previous show. We did. We did. Um, And, well, that brings us down to Eric's picks because, of course, Eric Eric had to wait to be alive to pick some of these. And, uh, well, we start with 1996, a Monday Nitro. Of course, to the surprise of everyone... Uh, the the Road Warriors are back. Who knew people's backs can heal if they just go away for a bunch of years? Uh, but they here they are. Arrest. Yeah, they came back in early 1996, and here um, you you know they they had a whole thing about Lex Luger and Sting were the champs, and uh, they're like, yeah, you you can change this for the for the championship, but first, Firehard Heat. And here they are, Harlem Heat versus the Road Warriors. I like how they kept talking up on um, commentary, like you know, they're like the Road Warriors are a power team, but don't don't discredit Stevie Ray and Booker T's kicks. And I'm just like, okay, but they have to actually be able to kick them to actually use the kicks. Otherwise, the Road Warriors are just gonna beat the shit out of them. Um, this was what February '96, I think. Honestly, you could tell at this point that it was kind of winding down for him. Um, Hawk didn't look in, in like in his right state. I don't know if this is about where the drug problem started or whatnot, but they didn't look like the Road Warriors that like from the previous three matches that I watched. Um, I, I did enjoy the match for what it was. I feel like it was one of their last good matches. Um, but yeah, I and I like Booker T and Stevie Ray. Harlem Heat's probably one of my top five favorite tag teams. So yeah, I just thought I'd give it a watch. It was a fun one. I remember when like if it was nineteen ninety six. Yeah, I was watching Nitro in ninety six as well. You were like what three years old? Four? No, I was I was about to turn four. 
Okay, I stand corrected. No, I was correct. You were. You were three. You were standing up late. Standing up late as a young man, as a young was, toddler. It was the only guilty pleasure that I was able to have as a three-year-old. Yeah. I mean, really, if that was the guiltiest pleasure you had at three years old. You were doing three years old wrong. I thought I was doing it pretty cool. I got to stay up until 11 o'clock watching Nitro at three years old. Man, I don't know. Three years old, you basically, if you, if you knew what you were doing, you could run your house. Just got to scream and whine and cry. Got a lot of naps in, so I was able to That's do it. That's most people do. All right, well, brings us down to maybe the last moment of glory-ish. Uh, I mean, and honestly, this match is really all about the Heart Foundation. Yeah, uh, it was. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but they were there. They were part of it. So uh, Canadian Stampede and the Heart, that the fully reunited uh, Heart Foundation uh, in a 10 man tag match against Steve Austin, Ken Shamrock, Goldust, and the Legion of Doom. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I've, i loved this. I love this. It was a crazy, one of the craziest Canadian crowds ever. The yeah, whole, the crowd you know, was bananas. family was the there. entire thing. The post show mm-hmm. celebration. Uh, you know, Austin being injured, leaving, coming back. Owen being injured, Owen leaving, coming getting back. Injured, leaving, coming back. Yeah. You know. Hearts jumping the fence and fighting in the middle. Of yeah, the he was jumping. Yeah, um, fucking Bruce was it, jumping it, the every, fence, throwing drinks. And, and everybody was shooting the shot. Uh, I'm surprised that the old man didn't come out and be like, mm-hmm. "I mean, they tried. They tried. Yeah. They tried to." Yeah. I mean, I thought Steve Austin at one point grabbed his shirt and kind of roughed him up a little bit. Yeah. Austin would have regretted that at some point, but yeah. And then at the end of the, after, like before the show's over, Austin goes and attacks Angela with a chair and goes wild, and the whole family comes and, and starts beating up, and it's like a twenty on one, uh, pumbling security, and you get a glimpse of uh, uh, there were agents there trying to get Austin away. Yeah, Pat Patterson was agent there. <laughs> he was one of the ones I saw that I recognized. Yeah, Alonso was probably around there too. He, he was there all over. Uh, but yeah, sorry, don't mean to steal your thunder there, Eric. But tell us about your the white of all matches you picked this one. Because it was in Canada. This is one of my favorite pay per views, like of all time. Like this crowd was insane from start to finish. Uh, this was one of my favorite, like. Not just like matches, like the whole lead up to the match from the like the promo from the Road Warriors and uh, Goldust and Ken Shamrock and Austin just blowing Doc Hendricks off to the the Canadian Dixie Chicks singing the Canadian national anthem to just like the post match celebration. Everything just like was fantastic to me. Um, and plus, I just really liked this match for for just the nostalgia. I love the Heart Foundation. Um, and I just really wanted to watch the match, honestly. So you liked it for all the reasons except it being a Road Warriors match because it wasn't really yeah. your traditional Road Warriors match because it was a 10-man tag, Yeah, and it was it was pretty much the main thing was, was Austin versus Austin. the Hart family was the main yeah. thing. Yeah. So 
they, this this has nothing to do with the Road Warriors, but because you find a way to get it in just because they were in it. Exactly. Mm. You're not cheating. You're not trying. I give you props for that one, then. Good try. Good try. That's what I'm here for. All right. So just a little bit about the Road Warriors as we wind down and about to end. You know, they got started in uh, the uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling promotion to watch one of the uh, conglomerates of NWA. Not to go off topic, but Georgia Championship Wrestling is coming back. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, they're working with uh, Chris Nelms is, is going to be working with Georgia Championship Wrestling, apparently. Uh Whoever owns it, they were like, "Hey, let's do this again." So let's apparently, bring she a, re- a rebirth. Yeah. Oh, all right. So huh. we'll see what comes out. I mean, Chris yeah. Nelson. I mean, I mean, he's as you know, good old voice as anybody is. So holy shit! Yeah, it's coming back yeah. on October third. Wow. Uh, yeah, so That's Saturday. It's, it's yeah. definitely coming back. Uh, speaking of the NWA, they have uh, a new uh, North American champion, whatever the secondary championship was. Yeah, yeah, Trevor Murdoch. I think it's not. Uh, it's national champion. I think national. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm just Trevor Murdoch man. winning that. Mm-hmm. I guess Patrick, the former you thought you were going to do it. You thought you were going to get an entire episode without mentioning Impact, but we can't. I, I did. We're moving on. Uh, yeah, and then uh, they they went they 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 went on to uh, the AWA, did some Japan. Eventually, came back to uh, the NWA, WCW. Did the whole thing with the Steiners and everybody else. So what a rush! Became the Legion of Doom in WWE uh, early nineties. Then the injury happened. The Hellraisers were born. 1996, they're they're back again. The Road Warriors in WCW, uh, a bit a brief return. A year later, they're gone. Uh, they're back in WWE. F. Uh, they start looking good. Uh, then they become LOD 2000 and at Sunny, and that pretty much brings it to uh, everything uh, that A Sunny touches. Yeah, that that's all the bad about LOD. Yeah, that's all the stuff we really um, want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, and then after that, pretty much the rest of the career is like you know how you feel after you get a, a stomach bug, you want to do nothing but puke. Uh, there you go. Yeah. That's your draws mentioned. Uh, we lose uh, Hawk in two thousand three. Uh, Animal comes back. And you know, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, Heinrich, 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 whatever. Uh, and then the God, Hell Warriors. Row Warrior decides he wants to go to Japan, and him and Sasaki are the Hell Warriors. Uh, the Hell Razors, or the were the Hell Warriors? No, no, no. Point. They were they were yeah. the Hell See, Warriors. Okay, yeah. The Hell, the Hell Razors was Hawk. Was Hawk. Hawk and Sasaki. We're, Power yeah, Warriors. Animal. They that were was the, the Hell, Hell Warriors. Warriors. The Hell yeah. Warriors. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, that didn't last long. Well, too, too long. Yeah. I mean, 
it, it was sporadic for like the last seven years of uh, Animal's career. Uh, he, the World Warriors, along with uh, Paul Ellery, were inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2011. Uh, from there, well, it was the end of the World Warriors, as of course, this past September, we lost Animal. Yeah, I don't think that they've still really spoken out about about what caused his death. Um, but I hadn't heard anything about him being in in any kind of ill health. Um, so I'm I'm kind of I was kind of shocked to hear that that he had passed. But um, hell of a career for for both Hawk and Animal. Um, you know, they've definitely left their mark as one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and will forever be remembered by wrestling fans. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had just saw him last year. Too. We just met him at we just met him at uh at Wrestlecade last year. Yeah, yeah. a little under a year ago. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, na- natural causes was what they've said. Uh, so that's nothing. What they said, so yeah, not 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 nothing too too bad. I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, I but, didn't know if he, had, you know, if he was battling a cancer that kind of went crazy, no. or if it was a heart attack, you know, or what? You know, COVID will get everybody at this point. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so quite a career. And you think about the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom. Uh, maybe they were not the best technical wrestlers. Maybe they weren't even the best wrestlers. But man, once you heard what a rush, and that means they had these two big bad mama jamas came out home, uh, and the crowd was uh, blazing, amazing. So absolutely, uh, I love the Road Warriors. I uh, will forever be missed. And with that. Eric, because I tolerate you, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to get impact out of uh, your system here. As you all know, NWA TNA started in 2002 after WCW died, and we've all wondered what would happen if one of the greatest superstars of all time showed up on impact. Well, after 18, no, yeah, 18 long years, Finally, The Rock will be on Impact Wrestling to induct Ken Shamrock into the Hall of Fame. Strange, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, think about it. Shamrock's like most relevant time was when he was feuding with The Rock. Afterwards, he just kind of... He was a tag champion after that with the boss man. Like I said, corporate ministry. Like I said, he just kind of. So this brings us to the Rock breaking the cardinal rule of you know his relationship with Vincent Mann and WWE, going to work for TNA. Well, Dwayne can do what Dwayne wants. Basically, (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much it. Dwayne doesn't need WWE. WWE needs Dwayne. Is kind of the thing. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same token, WWE made Dwayne. So. Yeah. Don't ever bite the hand that created you, or whatever that saying is, I guess. Yeah, but at the same time, I think they've gotten to a point where 
yeah, he can do he can do whatever, and he'll take him back anytime. Uh, oh yeah, if if Dwayne calls, Vince will answer before the first ring's over. Mm-hmm. So, but I just I thought when I saw the news, I thought that was very interesting, but also and, and Shamrock asked him over Twitter. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a direct line to. Dwayne, the Rock, um, or some he could have got one from somebody. You would think somebody he knows knows The Rock I'm well sure. enough to have his phone number or, or call his people. But he wanted to do it in a more public setting because he probably Rock was less likely to say no, and pl- and more eyes on Impact if you know. Yeah, um, if it's done out in front of people instead of behind closed doors. If yeah. anybody was to induct Ken Shamrock into a Hall of Fame, I don't think it would be anybody other than The Rock. So Dan Severn. Uh, uh yeah, Severn would have been would have been a good choice too. Yeah, but he hates Severn. Didn't probably really do any work with Impact. Yeah, but I was about to say he hates Severn. Mm-hmm. They probably still hate each other. But yeah, Dwayne's gonna be on Impact. Well, twenty twenty is wild, y'all. Well, look. Technically, right? I mean, they may not air on Impact. They may air. It'll be via satellite. It'll be via satellite. Well, yeah, I mean, oh no, it's it's a pre-recorded video. Yeah, no, but still, The Rock is a great businessman. He's gonna probably gonna make that video a a tax write-off, like a -a Make-A-Wish. There, there you go. Uh, Yeah, yeah, he'll find a way to uh to get a tax write-off. Now, speaking of. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Um, he, they've announced NXFL is coming back, and it's coming back sooner Ooh. than third time's a charm. I know, right? Yeah, uh, it comes back next year, next spring. So, listen, uh, the, the Rock had his. Uh, he played for uh, you know football. In Miami Hurricanes. Uh, he had his own TV show where he bought a football team. So he kind of wrote his story already. And now, uh, yep. Uh, here he is. He did, he did it in a TV show and he's doing it in real, in real life. Uh, who thought of all people The Rock would? But him and his ex wife uh, have announced that yes. Uh, 2022 will be the return of the XFL. Yeah. And with that, another thing for to fail. Well, look, no, hey, like it's gonna become a thing that the rocks involved. You know, if you smell what he's cooking. And with that, that make it. What? What can? Who cannot say it like that? And who can I say what? Yeah. No. Yes, I did say XFL. Why can I say XFL like I just did? Although it almost killed my throat there. <laughs> it's not Vince's. She's right. Yeah, sure. Um, but still, I can. And I will. All right. And... So, yes, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back live next Thursday. Um, we'll make a villa show up via satellite. Maybe we'll get her to do our pre-recorded audio that I'll have to figure out how to put edit on here somehow. 
Uh, but you can definitely check us out. We are on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, and Amazon Music. Uh, you can follow us on the Twitter machine. Danny's uh, on Twitter at Danny F. In Danger. Mika's on Twitter on at Mika Villas. Uh, Eric's on Twitter at EJ423X. I'm on Twitter at YellowmanPA. And until next time, keep watching wrestling.